I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. On this podcast, rather than reviewing movies, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we look at them in terms of what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good movies, bad movies, movies that we loved, and movies that we hated. This podcast is offered absolutely free and with no outside advertising. So if you like what you hear, please help us reach our goal of 10,000 listeners by subscribing to us on iTunes and writing us a review. You can find a link to do so at writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast. So this week, we're on with Karen Parton. And we're going to be talking about something I haven't talked about yet on the podcast, which is web series. Karen teaches our web series writing classes here at the studio and has a lot to say about web series and looking at web series from not only a creative point of view, but also from the point of view of how can you use a web series and very little money to actually launch your career and get noticed and create not just a calling card, but actually something that brings you in money uh, or something that builds your career. So Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Hi, great. Thank you for having me. This is exciting to be speaking on the podcast. I know so many of my students are just huge, like, podcast, podcast, this. Jake said this in the podcast. <laughs> Very exciting to be on the podcast. I feel famous. <laughs> you, you are famous. <laughs> so when you think about web series, why do a web series? Why start with a web series? You want to make a web series to break into the industry. If you write a script, you can pitch that script to managers and agents for six months or a year. And then, you know, you may get one yes or five yeses. And all five of those managers and producers and agents are putting that script on their desk, which may take six more months to read that script, which then once they love your script, let's say, of course, you have the perfect script ever. It's the best script ever anyone has ever written, and they love it. Then it's going to take those people championing for you to get it made. And it takes a very, very long time. And the chances of, of, of momentum falling off are high. That's why it takes a thousand no's and one yes to break into this industry. And so if you make your own web series, you can send it to anyone you've ever met in the industry. And all of a sudden, your chances just skyrocket of someone actually seeing your writing because it got made. You can just send it out and say, hey, here is my five minutes. And the chances are much higher that they're going to see your work. And you can do it. You can make it affordable. You can make your web series affordable. That's, that's the whole point, is getting your work out there. It's a very short-form content that lets you highlight your, your skills. So if you can pull off character development and an A to Z of storytelling, so your character goes from point A to point Z, they change in a very, very short amount of time. So if you can change your characters in five minutes or less, people are going to be impressed. So it is a way to impress managers and agents and producers that you can do short-form uh, storytelling. And that translates to long-form storytelling very easy. It's, if you can pull off a web series, they will believe that you can write anything. Because it is the most difficult thing to do is to tell a well-crafted, beautiful, impeccable story in five minutes or less. So you feel it's a way of demonstrating a higher level of craft. Yes. Making a web series that costs very little money with minimal characters in very few locations is constraints. And so you want to be able to let these constraints work for you as a writer. 
And with all of those constraints on your back as a writer, and you still pull off great storytelling, people are going to be excited about your writing. Used to be it cost you $50,000 to make a television pilot. Now you can get a camera, you can shoot it with your iPhone and spend $500 or $50 if you have actor friends and, you know, somebody willing to cook for you for the day or, or the weekend. Then you can make your, your own web series. The other really beautiful thing about being a web series writer is that you are your own producer. So you don't have the limitations of, hey, I don't really like this character or I don't like the way this character is going. You can push the envelope and you can make whatever you want. So as everyone knows, when you're a writer, you have 50 people that give you notes. You have your you know, producers and you have the other producers and you have financial people and the actors come in and they give you notes. So if you're the web series writer, you're going to be able to just make it yourself. And so you have a better chance that your vision is going to get down and out to the world exactly as you thought. One of the other things that I think is exciting about this is the way media is consumed is changing. Web series is so darn clickable. You can send them an email and have it clicked in a link and they can decide if they like it or not. Would you say that that that's a benefit? And how are executives and agents and managers responding to web series now? Oh, they're excited about it. Um, Everyone I've talked to says, please send me your work. You know, please send me the actual work you've made. It's really, I think, getting much, much harder to get noticed as an unproduced writer because there are so many people making things already. So how do we break in as people who are unknown? Well, you make your own work and you send it out and you show who you are. You show that your voice is special by making it and clickable content. I mean, would you rather read a 30-page script to a 90-page script or would you rather watch a five-minute film? If you can send someone your story and it takes them five minutes to watch and you blow them away, you're going to get a phone call. Do you think that there is a, a prime length that web series writers should be targeting? Is it, is it three minutes? Is it five minutes? Is it 10 minutes? Is it half an hour? Like, where should they be focusing? I would go shorter the better. The shorter it is, the more likely someone is going to watch it. If you send them a 60-minute digital pilot, if you can get them to watch it, amazing, great. But if you can send them a five-minute one, they're going to click on it. And if you hook them in the first minute with characters, they're going to watch the other five minutes, which then you can continue and make episode two through eight or two through 12, and they're going to watch the additional episodes. I don't know that it really matters whether it's five minutes or 12 minutes in terms of the web series are all over the place, but it's how fast can you tell that story and still keep character development? That's the real key in the craft of writing is can you tell a short story and keep character development. So if you think of something like True Detective, <laughs> you know, how much time they have to develop those characters, can you do that in a short amount of time? That's what, that's what people are looking for. So if you look at um, the very first, one of the very first web series is The Guild. And it's on Netflix now. You can watch it. They took the entire first season and made it the first episode. So if you want to know how it was originally broken down, you want to watch the episodes on YouTube because those are actually broken down as the original five-minute episodes. And in the Guild, the very first episode is all about character. 
it's a vignette of who these people are. You've got the main character who is talking to her therapist on the phone about how she does not play too much of this video game that she's addicted to. And while she's talking to her therapist, she's on the phone playing the game, also crossing out on a post-it note how many hours she's played that week. And just it's getting higher and higher and higher in how many hours she's played. So her, her dominant trait is represented by the action of talking to her therapist about how she's going to quit playing while playing. And the other people are also very quick vignettes. You've got one who's the dad. You've got one who's a, a teenage boy and he's totally in love with women and he's, you know, talking about boobs. You've got a mom who plays too much. who's ignoring her children. And then you've got another character who's missing and he's never not been online this long. So you have a group of people who are kind of like a family who have always on this game and you have one who's missing and they're worried about him. So it's an online group of people who's never met. And the end of the episode, the guy who's missing shows up at her house, the main character's house, to tell her he's in love with her. And so it goes from a group of people who've never met to real life. And that's your A to Z in a very short amount of time while doing character. And that, that is the goal for any kind of storytelling, whether it's web series or TV or features or, you know, everything, podcasts, everything is a storytelling. So if you can pull that off, you're gold and people will notice that you can write. That's the point of writing is can you show them you can write in something that is short enough that you can get them to watch. So if you're an emerging writer and you've never done any production before, for a lot of writers, that's scary to the thought of, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this myself. So how do you start? If one of my students says, okay, today I want to write a web series. I've been writing feature films or I've been writing TV series. Maybe I've been in one of the writer's room classes at the studio. I've learned how to work in a writer's room. When you think about now I'm going to make something that I can create myself, how is that different or how is that attainable? How do you boil that down for someone who has no production experience into something that they feel like they can do right now? To create a web series that's attainable, that's affordable, you need minimal actors and one or two locations. And it's harder than it sounds to come up with a story that is very contained and affordable to write. And that's what I'm here for uh, in a the web series class that, that I teach. You have myself and you have a group of other, you know, six to ten writers. You have a hive mind of people who will all push you and push you to go smaller and smaller and smaller while still doing big character and big development. And so if you look at something like high maintenance, you have one main character. And if the high maintenance, the web series, not high maintenance, the series is on HBO. So high maintenance, if you guys don't know, was originally a web series that they made themselves. And he would go to someone's house and would interact with a couple characters in one location. And that would be it. So, it, you know, he's, one of the episodes I remember is he goes to show up at these people's house to sell them weed. And instead, he has to kill a mouse for them because they're too scared and too hippie to be able to do it. And they ended up, you know, smoking weed themselves. And then they get the mouse stone. They think they're going to save the mouse because he's stoned. And the, the, the weed dealer ends up smashing the mouse with like a cast iron pot. And that's the end of the episode. So it's very small and very contained while coming up with an engine of he's a weed dealer who goes to a different person's house each episode. So if you can come up with an engine that lets you make something affordable, you can find your friend's apartment and you can get one actor and a couple other guest actors to perform that, that weekend. 
So a couple of examples you can look at for affordable uh, web series that, that have a great engine. It's James Corbin's Carpool Karaoke. This is not a web series, but it's a series that's on the internet on late night television. Most people don't watch it on late night television. Most people watch it on YouTube. So he gets a guest on there and they are uh, do a brief interview and then they sing together. And that's it. That's the whole point of the storytelling. And it's amazing. My favorite example, if you're terrified of involving other people into your web series, is the Maria Bamford show. And the Maria Bamford show is Maria Bamford playing every single character by herself in her bedroom, filming herself, talking about her life. And the basic engine of that is She's a failed comedian who went home to live with her parents and basically her life is falling apart and she's depressed and she's on calls of medicine and she's just trying to get her life back together. And that Maria Bamford show, you know, propelled her to get her own show on Netflix called Lady Dynamite. So you want to be able to imagine that what you're making now can get you your own production later. Uh, Broad City started as a web series. Uh, Abby and Alana were just two friends who knew they were actresses and they wanted to make their own content. And I, you can watch their web series. I think they hit their stride by episode four. So I think Broad City is a great example of just get your feet on the ground and start making stuff. Even if you fail episode one, two, and three, you're going to figure it out pretty soon. So episode one, two, and three is sort of like establishing character, but the engine of the show i'm not quite sure what it is yet and the stories qu aren't quite perfect they're still really funny because the of course broad city girl those actors are amazing but by episode four it very clearly establishes that abby wants a boyfriend and alana wants abby you know alana abby's trying to kiss a guy into the mistletoe fails 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 and then finally by the end of the episode alana kisses abby under the mistletoe and that's the end. You know, that, 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 that episode establishes who they are in a short amount of time and tells us what the entire series is going to look like. When we think about traditional television series, whether it's TV drama, TV comedy, when we think about feature films or miniseries, there are certain confines of the narrative structure because we have to be able to sustain a half hour or an hour or two hours or 12 hours for a miniseries. There are certain narrative kinds of structures that we tend to depend on. But yeah. one of the things that I think is really exciting about web series is you can kind of blow the roof off the house. It doesn't have to be a traditional narrative. It just has to be something that will sustain for three minutes and that has an engine. I think one of my favorite examples of, that, of blowing the roof off is a web series called The Ice Slicer. And they had a Kickstarter campaign where you could get your eyes sliced if you donated. And they would send you a photograph of yourself with eyeballs with your eyes sliced. And they showed a bunch of really crazy stuff, but I have no idea what it means. And I donated. <laughs> so I was like, I want to see this. And the only way you could watch it is if you donate to the Kickstarter campaign. Um, now, I haven't gotten to see the pilot yet because it's not out. But it did uh, premiere at Tribeca Film Festival, which I think is amazing. And they are a collective group of people who they brought together various filmmakers to make a web series. It's not just one person making a web series. It's a bunch of people uh, who wanted to do non-traditional storytelling who decided to get together and make a channel of web series. The fact that it, it, it was a Tribeca Film Festival 
as its premiere is so exciting because that is a place that is traditional. It's very, you know, these, these things are the Oscar winning and the Emmys. And, and here we are, we have this like crazy thing that I don't even know what it means in the trailer premiering at Tribeca. Yeah, so yeah. you have this freedom. You have freedom of the kind of content. You have the freedom within the structure. You have the freedom of not having to deal with so many levels of financiers and producers who all always want the new thing but are also afraid of it. You have the freedom to do it your way. You know, one of the things I love about the way that you build your class is that it actually draws on some of the traditions of television writing that that a lot of web series don't really benefit from. A lot of web series is like one dude or one girl, you know, or two friends trying to figure it out together. And you've kind of built your class in a more of a writer's room structure, which yeah. I think is, is, is really exciting. So can you talk a little bit about how the writer's room works and, yeah. and how does that benefit a web series writer? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in the web series writers room class, what we do is we have six or eight or 10 students who bring in an idea. And you can bring in an idea like, it's just a character. You know, I have a character who really loves birding. And he always makes these dates with old ladies who bird. And I don't know what it means. You know, maybe that is your idea for a web series. And, you know, you can bring in a couple more and you have the collective group to tell you which one is fascinating to the whole group which one you should expand upon. And then once you bring in, um, once you pick your idea, then you'll come in with, okay, I think I want my pilot to be about a guy who is going on a date and he really wants to go on a date, but he accidentally makes a date with an old lady and then he falls in love with the old lady, but then he meets the girl of his dreams and he has to pick between, you know, a Harold and Mob type situation or raising a family. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just making things up. But you basically, we we come up with three ideas for what your pilot might look like. And then we develop the favorite idea. So the benefits of taking a class to write your web series is it's, it's we are emulating a writer's room for television. And in television, all the series are written by a group of people, you know, 10 people. You might have one showrunner but you have 10 people or more underneath them. And this is what makes television great, that you have so many different voices merging and combining and colliding, slamming into each other and making, you know, just utter hilarity or really darkness and drama. It takes a collective group to be really, really great sometimes. And I think as a writer, we don't get that a lot of times. And especially in the web series world, you know, we're just on our own and we're trying to figure it out. We're making small things for free. And we are by ourselves. And as a web series writer, you have low budget. It's not like you can hire other people to help make your show great. So being in a web series writer's class gives you the benefit of being in a television show as if you had a staff of people. But what you have at your fingertips are, you know, eight to ten other writers who are going to give you ideas freely. They're going to give you the best ideas that are going to go into the show on structure and jokes and engine and character development. And they are going to be just pushing and pushing how to make it smaller, how to make it more affordable, how to produce it, um, what's working, what's not working, what resonates with them. And you will be able to make that final decision, but you are basically able to have this network of TV writers as if you were in a writer's room, as if you were 
actually making a show for Netflix or Amazon or NBC or CBS or, or anything, HBO. But you're going to get the benefit of that right now as your own. You are going to be the boss. And we don't get that for a long time in the TV industry. I mean, we go in as a writer's assistant and then we kind of work our way up to where we're finally the showrunner. Hopefully, you know, best case scenario, someday we get to make our own show. But for a web series, you get to make your own show now. You're the showrunner right now, right away. You can prove that you can be the showrunner. And, you know, Karen is very modest, but I think it has to also be said the, the benefit of having someone with that level of experience overseeing you. So it helps you not be in the dark when you don't know. So it's helpful to have somebody of Karen's level of experience, just like in our TV writing class, you'd have someone of Jerry Prezigian's level of experience or in TV drama, you'd have Steve Moulton, you know, having people who have been there, who have done it before, who have made the mistakes that you're making and who can shape you to make sure that you're going to end up with a product that you can really shoot. Mm-hmm. that you can really distribute and that, that's going to have an engine that's going to work. Also, one, one, a couple of times we've had producers take the web series class to come in as the producer to see exactly what kind of writing they should be looking for in a web series for their own content that they are producing, which is amazing because we connected writers to producers that were looking for making web series together. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about that because one of the the things that you did with this class that I think is so exciting and makes so much sense for a digital writing class is that it's entirely online. And I, I think one of the things that's so cool about that is that it gives people, you know, it doesn't matter. A lot of people talk about like, what if I don't have access You know, it doesn't matter if you're living in Albuquerque or if you're living in London or if you're living in South Africa, you could collaborate with these writers from all over the world and be part of that, that international vibe of like, what is happening right now? Yeah, it was amazing because we had uh, London and Canada and San Francisco and Texas and New York, of course. And what, what I really loved is all of those writers became best friends. And we didn't know each other in person, but you really get to know someone very well when you read their you know, dark inner, inner thoughts from web series. Because when you write a web series, it really comes from the unconscious sometimes because you don't have producers to really force you to do something that they want. You get to do what you want. And so you get to know these people really well. And what I love so much is a lot of the people from the web series class all came to ITV Fest. And so we got to know each other and meet each other and hug each other and (laughs) drink beers together. We should talk about ITV Fest because we have ITV Fest coming up right now. So if you don't know about ITV Fest, ITV Fest is the second largest television and web series festival in the world. They're a nonprofit organization that we partner with and we really love them because their mission is to help new television writers, new web series writers, uh, new short film writers, to help them connect with major producers, major studios. This year, the president of Viacom is coming. Last year, Bobby Farrelly ended up producing one of our writers, Jenna Lorenzo's screenplay. So it's this wonderful network of people. And because it takes place in Manchester, Vermont, there is no VIP area. You know, there are a couple of bars and a couple of restaurants and everyone is kind of 
in the same place. And so it's really easy to connect with people. And so usually they get like four to 6,000 people flying in from all over the world. Los Angeles, of course, New York, um, but also internationally, Netflix, HBO, all these wonderful studios are there. And what we do at ITV Fest is we do a TV writing retreat. And that's one of the exciting ways that you can study not only with Karen, but with our entire faculty, because we bring the whole faculty of Jacob Kruger Studio. So we'll have Steve Moulton, who's a Pulitzer Prize nominee, former showrunner, uh, TV executive for HBO and Showtime. He's also a very accomplished feature film writer and opera writer. So Steve Moulton is there teaching TV drama. We have Jerry Perzigian, who was a showrunner on the Married with Children, The Golden Girls, The Jeffersons. We have me, we have Karen, we have our entire faculty there. And the goal of that retreat is basically we spend all of our time focusing on engine, focusing on how do you build the hook and the pitch of your series? How do you build the Bible for your series? How do you build your pilot in a way that your pilot, just seeing that one pilot, your audience is going to be able to go, oh, I see how I can run this for 10 years, or even better, I see how I can translate this into a TV show. So if you don't know about ITV Fest, you should go to writeyourscreenplay.com slash Vermont, and you should check out that retreat. It also includes a one-on-one consultation, which I think is, so you basically, in the morning, you go to all the classes, and then in the afternoon and evening, you have a content creator pass included with the festival, which is the same pass that the filmmakers there get. So you get to go to all the parties. We put together special pitch parties where we introduce agents and managers and producers to our students in a really unique setting where last year they stayed for about three hours. We had about 30 people just hanging out, talking to our students about their scripts. So it's a really wonderful way to kind of develop the pitch side of your game and then to make the contacts that can actually help you. So you could study with Karen there. And then Karen also has the online class where you can really build the structure of your pilot, really build the the writing of your pilot and of your entire series. And I believe, talk to me a little bit about this, Karen. Like, do you recommend... I would always imagine that if I was going to make a web series, I wouldn't want to just make the pilot. I would want to write the first season because you're talking like three to five minute episodes. I would want to create the first season so I could shoot it all together. Is that the way that you look at it? Yeah, absolutely. You want to shoot everything out of order. And I will, I will actually teach production as well in the class, uh, how to break down your script for production, what kind of forms you need, you know, various, anything you need to know about production, we do talk about that. So when you're ready to shoot it, we will get into the production side of it. But in terms of writing it, absolutely, you want to just write all of it because you're going to be in the same few locations and you're going to shoot everything, let's say, in apartment A, from all six or eight episodes at once. And then you're going to go to apartment B and you're going to shoot everything from apartment B or if you're outside, um, totally out of order. It's something that is strange if you've never done it before, but you're going to shoot the location individually, totally out of order for storytelling. So it's kind of a mind blowing thing. If you didn't know that and you watched television, you think, okay, so these actors had to act this totally out of order. It's kind of amazing. So what I think is really cool about that is is this basically, if you can build everything in advance to get it right, first off, it's going to save you a ton of money on your budget because a lot of these shows go over budget because they haven't actually got it 
right on the page. They're trying to figure it out the day of the shoot when everything's really expensive. Yeah, the, the whole goal is just to push and push and push for you to keep it cheaper and, che- and cheaper and that you can do it. So, you know, we'll talk about what your goals are, what type of funding you may have or may think you can get and how big you think you can make it. This is um, something that, that I love about you. And it's one of the reasons that I'm so excited about having you teaching here at the studio is, you know, a lot of people, when they start to think about how to make something small, they end up thinking small. In other mm-hmm. words, in trying to go, oh, I can only have one location. Uh, no, I, you know, I can't possibly have someone from the Wild West. No, I can't possibly have a period car. We start to limit and we end up with this inner sensor that is going, no, 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 no. And then what happens is our best work doesn't make it onto the page. And one of the things that I really admire about you is in, not only in your own writing, but also in the way that you've helped so many of our students is your ability to think big, to think like, what is the dream of what this would be? And then scale it back in a practical way. I think it, it's important to dream big always because you need to make a splash with your voice and your voice needs to be big in this industry to get noticed. So you're right. Um, it is about making something big in a short amount of time with limitations. And I think for me, limitations have always been a helpful thing as an artist, as a writer. The more constraints you have, it helps you make decisions. And I love, you know, things that help me make decisions faster. And I think as a writer, we can feel terrified to have a blank page and not like the entire world is available. But if you start to put limitations on what you can do, it actually can, you can create something bigger because you focus in on what you really want to do. And then you can make that one focused idea big. If you're just starting with your idea, you don't want to give yourself any limitations. You want to just write freely what's in your subconscious. You want to put things on the page out of order, anything you want to say, any characters that come to mind, and just write it and write it and write it. And I like to do that with the pen because I feel like the pen is, is connected to my subconscious mind. So, you know, pen and paper, pen and notebook, you're not going to edit it. If you're typing, typing is editing. So you have an impulse to edit the page. So I love to just freely write. You want to just get all this down. Uh, Get it out. What is it that this inner story is trying to say? Let it be free. Let it be big. And then you're going to put some constraints on it based on who you are as a writer, who you are as a producer, what your budget is, and how much time you have. And so it's, it's not about limiting yourself before the writing. It's about writing whatever you want, then looking at your limitations and doing an edit pass based on what you can do right now. Web series writing is about what you can do right now, right this second. Do not let limitations stop you from making this. Do not let you know, lack of money stop you from making this. It can be poorly filmed. It can be uh, poorly acted. It, it is. It, it can be anything. It, it's a web series is about getting the writing across and getting that into the right person's hands. I, I want to stress that it's really important to make it, and that's that's the point of making a web series is making your voice down on the page come to life on screen, and you can do that. So, whatever limitations you need to be able to make that happen are the limitations you must have, if that makes sense. To say it a different way is web series has limitations, but the point of it is is to get it made. So you need to really 
focus in and get something made right now. Do it. Just do it, do it, do it. No matter what you, you know, whatever money you can come up with, send it. Make your web series. The other thing that I think is exciting about web series is sometimes you don't even realize what you have. So sometimes you have these big ideas. Sometimes you don't even realize what you have. So one of the ways that you can kind of start is by thinking about like, what do I have access to? So yeah. for example, one of our students, Katha Gentis, she has a web series on Amazon right now called The Other F Word. And I mean, she managed to get a huge actor to star. She got Steve Gutenberg to star in her web series, which is incredible. But she had this crazy idea that she wanted the first scene to be skydiving. And this is <laughs> almost impossible, almost impossible to do unless you happen to have a friend who runs a skydiving school. And so because of this, she could never have gotten the insurance for it, but she was able to use her friend's skydivers as the stunt doubles in order to create the feeling that she was throwing all of these huge actors off a plane. Nice. And I'm not even sure it was stunt doubles. I, it, it may have actually been the actual actors, but she basically, she used her connection. So one of the things to think about is what do you have? You know, does your yeah. old creepy uncle have a weird shed out in the wilderness somewhere? Does your mom have some room in the basement? Do you have a room that looks cool? Does your friend have an office? Is there a local bar where you hang out where they would let you shoot on a quiet day? You can start to think about these places. And especially if you have the whole thing ready to go and you can get it all done in a couple days, sometimes you can really take advantage of things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to take advantage of. The other thing we haven't talked about is the ability to use web series as a way of building an audience and how that can lead to career. That even the fundraising part, even if you don't raise a lot of money with your fundraising, how this can lead to audience and how if you have 2 million followers, suddenly it's really easy to get a meeting. I have a student that um, he made short films and you know, it's, they were amazing but they are one short film that was eight minutes long that people loved that didn't necessarily give him followers on social media, but then he made a web series and people were really excited about it. And so they watched more and more episodes and he got a ton of followers and that got him a manager. So, you know, now he has a manager, big giant manager that can help him get jobs because he made web series. So that is, that is the entire goal for, you know, for us to, to, to make web series that will get us producers and agents and managers and big actors. You know, if you can make 25 minutes of content that's beautiful and is five, that's five episodes, give or take, then you can use that to get big actors onto your next project or get a manager on to get you a job in, in television. And that's so exciting that we can do that right now. And you can literally shoot it with your iPhone. I mean, my iPhone is 4K. I mean, what in the world? Like, I cannot imagine five years ago being able to shoot 4K on my iPhone. Like, you can absolutely shoot your web series with whatever you have. Yeah, we've even uh, seen uh, Tangerine a couple of years ago was a feature film shot on an iPhone. And so yeah, yeah. what's so exciting, and also, you know, when it comes to attracting big actors, it's not actually that hard. I mean, attracting Brad Pitt is one thing, but attracting <laughs> a, a, a known actor for great material where they go, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, so like Catastrophe got uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Where, where you can kind of go, 
hey, this is small. I can show up for one weekend. It seems like fun. It's good material. It gives me a role that I don't normally have. And um, you can then use that person's entire social media to help you. Or, or alternatively, you know, we're seeing these web series creators turn themselves into stars, actually build yep. that, that name recognition or yeah. build their actor yeah. friends into stars, to, you know, so that suddenly the show is not just an engine for the show, but it's also a way of, of, of building fans for you, people who really want to work with you. If you can make a web series and you can get it out there and it's on YouTube and it gets 10,000 hits, you're all of a sudden going to have a million followers on whatever social media platform you're on. And people, big industry, you know, big hitters in the industry, they know this. Uh, it is very easy to get noticed if you can have followers already. Like you come with a built-in audience. In some ways, that's the only way to get a job. That's just the nature of the industry these days. There are big actors making web series of their own because they know that this is actually a way to even get better viewership than on network television. So Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion are in Con Man, you know, and that's a, those are big actors and it's a great show. It's so fun to watch and they, they're having so much fun with it. You can tell. I mean, there's another show with a lot of people from Ballastar Galactica called Personal Space that is, is now, that's a web series. And these are big actors that aren't necessarily getting work. I mean, a lot of the, you know, who, where are all the people from Battlestar Galactica? Some of them are on other television shows. Those, those actors are amazing people, uh, but they're having to make their own content as well. So why not help them as a, as a web series writer? Why not reach out to somebody that you look at in television and say, you know, I really love them on, you know, Bones. Where is that person now? You know, get someone who has some media presence. Find an actor who has not been on television in a while. Reach out to them. Give them a job. Send it through their agent. So let's write something that is really, really good. And when your writing is good, you can do whatever you want with that writing. You can make it. You can get people to be in it. You can even get producers to make it for you. If that writing is strong and stands out and your voice is amazing and the characters and everybody is just living, jumping off the page, anyone who reads that will see that this needs to get made. So if you're terrified to make it by yourself, write it and then start reaching out to producers and actors to help you get it made. Yeah, I think that's the thing is there's such a hunger for content right now. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's not just producers who are hungry for this television content for web series content that can be turned into television. It's also actors. It's also directors. It's mm -hmm. all these people who all need great content. They can't survive without it. And it's just such an easy way in. They're not committing to do a whole independent feature film that might take them away from another opportunity. They're going, sure, let me give you a weekend. Wonderful. And if there was one last piece of advice, what's the one piece of advice that you wish more web series writers would think about? Being business-minded in the industry is always about your voice and filtering that through your own voice. You know, you can't write something well unless it is your voice. So there's no point in like writing a, a show about wrestling if you don't care about wrestling. Um, but if you can come up with what it is that you love about wrestling and then you have something similar. Like for me, I'm, I think wrestling, I'm like, no, bowling, you know, I'm going to write a show about bowling. And uh, it's, 
it's it's always filtering your own ideas through your own voice because otherwise there's no point in writing it. If you're not writing in your own voice, it's not going to be any good anyway. There's 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 literally zero point in trying to write something you're not interested in. So it's just about finding the thing that you could be interested in that you do see a need for in the industry. So you know, for me, I would suggest that you start with characters in a web series, but that doesn't mean that that is your end point. But, you know, you just want to get started. A web series, you know, we've said this before, is about making it now. So just put pen to paper, and that can be anything. And just remember that a web series is just a shorter way to tell a story. And so beginning, middle, end. When, then, until. You know, when there is a guy who really loves birding, then he meets an old lady who loves birding too, until she introduces him to his granddaughter and they're in love. So to get started writing your web series, just make a character list. Who are your main characters? What are their dominant traits? What do they want? So it can just be like, hey, I have this guy named Mike, and he's a mechanic, and he wants to drag race, but it's illegal. So you've got an obstacle in there too. And then make a list for every character you think you might want to be in this web series. That's where I start. I start by making my characters. So you've got Mike, and then maybe you have, um, you know, Suzanne, who is a secretary and secretly wants to drag race as well. Uh, but, you know, she thinks she's not cool enough. So what, what you're doing is building wants and obstacles within their dominant traits. So just, just start by making a list of your characters and whatever it is that they want, whatever it is that you think is in their way. And I think this kind of relates, like, all of this is driving from a want, right? All characters come from a want. So in a way, this is also like about connecting to what you want. You know, if you don't know exactly where to start, you want to ask yourself, like, what, what do I want? And give that want to your character. Give, that, give a metaphor for that want to your character. And allow mm-hmm. them to really step in and, and, and allow yourself, too, to think about, like, I love what you were saying, Karen, about just, like, go do it. Sit down with a pen and paper right now. Start. I love that idea because it kind of relates to what you're talking about. It's like, just like we want our characters to get to their wants really quick. We want us to get to our wants really quick. We don't want to sit around for a two hour movie for our, our, in our own lives to get ourselves going. We want to get ourselves going now. We want to get ourselves changing now. So I think it's exciting about going like, let's work through this cast list and let's get what the character wants and then let's get what stands in the way and let's figure out what the world of this piece is. Yeah, anxiety is caused by not doing. Writer's block, aka anxiety, is caused by not doing it. It's caused by being stuck, like literally being stuck. Being stuck is literally being static and not moving. So the only way to get over anxiety about am I good or how do I do this or can I do this or what am I going to do? What am I going to write? What world am I going to build? What characters am I going to build? Is just to put pen to paper and start building. So sometimes you can throw out the plan and just write what's in your subconscious. Who is trying to bubble up? Like who's screaming at you? What, what character inside of you, this is where it's connected to your voice is trying to talk. So you know, all the characters we build are ourselves. For them, you know, it's like pretty difficult to separate ourselves from our, our characters we build. So, just remember that if you feel stuck, any movement forward is getting unstuck. That is the only way to actually write something is to be 
moving. So in any way that you know how, start writing. All right. Well, thank you, Karen, so much for agreeing to talk to us on the podcast. And again, if you want to study with Karen, you can visit our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. You can see her web series writing workshop. You can study with all of us at the TV writing retreat in Manchester, Vermont, and that's October 11th through 15th. So you can find out about that at writeyourscreenplay.com slash Vermont. So thank you again, Karen. And to all of you, get out there and take Karen's advice and Start your web series. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, we make this podcast available totally free and with no outside advertising. So if it was helpful for you, please help us reach our goal of 10,000 listeners by subscribing to us on iTunes and writing us a review. It really does make a big difference in keeping this podcast free for everyone. You can find a link to do so at writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast. For a complete transcript of this podcast or to learn more about studying with me or my faculty in New York City, live online, on one of our international retreats, or as part of our one-on-one ProTrack mentorship program, you can learn more on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. Mm-hmm.